Hello, hi, I am really looking forward to this episode today where I'm going to talk all about what are the healthiest eggs to buy. This is a topic that has been on my mind for quite some time. I used to teach about it back when I worked as a trainer at Whole Foods, and I think a lot about this when I talk about upgrading your choices at home when you're buying food for your family. And so I think this is a perfect topic to cover today because if you're like me, you're standing in the grocery store and you're staring at a wall of eggs and it can be super overwhelming to decide which eggs are you going to buy for your family and to know all of the things that go into making that decision. So my goal today is to help you make the decision, what are the healthiest eggs to buy for my family? I'm going to talk about what the different labels mean talk about why buying high quality eggs is so important, and then help you decide based on the balance of cost and quality, what would be the right eggs to buy for your family. Let's dive in. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done, and kids who say their favorite foods are things like gummy bread. Pretzel, of course. My cookie. Ice cream, yum. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. So today's episode is really answering a two-part question. The first is, what are the healthiest eggs? And then the second question is, which ones should I buy? And so my goal by the end of this short chat is to share with you how you can make that decision for your family. So that's our end goal. You're going to make a decision for your family about which eggs to buy. But all of this starts with the idea that there are so many egg options. We are so fortunate to have a world in which there are like 20 different egg, egg options when you go to the aisle at Whole Foods, but also even when you go to Safeway or Target or all of these places, there are many, many egg options available to us now. But true to most things, it can make the decision-making process feel overwhelming and perhaps daunting when there are so many choices. So I want to help you understand what those choices are so that you can get out of decision fatigue mode decide which ones are best for your family, and then move forward making that decision every time instead of feeling like buying eggs is a chore every time you have to do it. Let's talk first about the options that are available to you. So whether you shop at Costco or Target or Whole Foods, these options are available in most places nowadays, and I will talk about some exceptions to that. So you may be familiar with standard eggs, they don't say anything on them. They might say like vegetarian feed. These are standard eggs that are raised in a typical way, which means that the chickens are in some sort of pen, cage, what have you. It's really densely populated. It's not a super pretty picture. So first let's talk about egg options. You have your standard eggs. They might say something like vegetarian feed, but they don't say anything like cage-free. These are eggs that are raised in a typical fashion in a large area, sometimes in cages, depending where you're purchasing them from. And there is like a heavy population of chickens that are raising those eggs. That said, eggs are a great source of protein. They are complete protein no matter what, and they are an affordable protein as compared to some others. So those eggs, check that box, complete protein, affordable. The second option would be cage-free eggs. Now, cage-free eggs have sort of come into vogue as folks have familiarize themselves with what typical hen raising conditions look like. And cage-free eggs 
are um, regulated in terms of the amount of the space that the chickens have. I will link to all kinds of resources in the show notes so that you can actually like see what all of those are if you're interested in specific details. But for the purpose of the podcast, they have a regulation around the amount of space that's available to them. That said, there is no guarantee that they have outdoor access. And I often think that folks perceive that if they are not in cages, then they are frolicking free outside. And that just isn't the case. What this often looks like is that the chickens will be in a large chicken house, for lack of a better word, I'm sure there's a technical term, but just imagine it this way. There's a large chicken house. There are many, many chickens in there. There is a regulation around how much space they have to themselves, which is a step above kind of standard uh, chicken raising spaces where that wouldn't be the case. And yet that doesn't necessarily mean that they have access to outdoors. That doesn't mean that they're getting natural feed. It just means specifically that they are not in cages and they have a certain amount of space available to them. The next step that most folks go to from there is free range. Now the reality of free range is that there is no regulation around the term free range, meaning We don't specifically know how much space they have or how much space they have to have. In some cases, that might mean that they have outdoor access. And in other cases, it is just cage-free with another name. So they are not in cages. They have some space to roam inside of this enclosed area. In some cases, they may even have outdoor access. But this is how it's been described to me, is that it could be like, a enclosure the size of like four football fields large, super big operation. And at the end of that space, there could be a small opening, a small door that the chickens can go out of onto a concrete area. So there are a few chickens that get to go out there. There are chickens on this other side that are never going to go out there. And even when they do go out there, they may be outside, but they are not necessarily like foraging natural foods or having access to grass and dirt and bugs and all the things that chickens eat. So cage-free and free range do not tell us anything about the specific feed that those birds were given. It just tells us that they have a little bit more space. And I think it's important to know that this free range, no regulation is one of those cases where I'm not big on the whole greenwashing thing. Like I think that it is up to us to make our own decisions and to make informed decisions. But this is one of those cases where I really feel like there's been a greenwashing of eggs where people are like, I buy free range. And so it must be healthier and it must be healthier for the chickens. And while that may be somewhat true that they aren't put in cages and there are operations that are doing things a little bit better, even if they are only free range, I say in quotation marks. That said, know that there are no specific regulations besides the amount of space that the chickens have when it comes to cage-free. Make sense? All right. Next is organic. So organic is a very specific regulation with egg-laying hens along with all other things. So there are specific rules related to organics, and these look like this. They cannot be in a cage. They can't be given antibiotics. They have to be given organic feed. So whether that feed is natural grass that is certified organic or whether it is um, grains that are certified organic, those things are certified organic. So you're eating eggs that have been fed on organic feed and they do have some access to outside. So there's a little bit more assurance around organic, what that looks like. That said, I think a common misconception with organic is that the chickens are only eating their natural food. 
And I focus on natural food because when it comes to fish, when it comes to chickens, when it comes to cows, all of these things, what the animal eats results in a different nutritional profile, which makes sense, right? And then the final label that you will probably see is pastured. Now, a quick note, pastured is not pasteurized. Pasteurized is also something you'll see. I'll talk about that in just a minute. If for the sake of this discussion, pastured is the other interesting thing you might see. Pastured are the type of eggs that I buy. And here's why. That doesn't make it right, by the way. It's just, that's what I buy. And here's why. Pastured chickens have significant, meaningful access to the outdoors, meaning that most of them are in outdoor spaces more often than they're indoors. My understanding is that many of them will still be put indoors to like protect them from predators or protect them from weather, but they do have significant outdoor access. They have access to natural feed, meaning they're eating grasses and bugs and things that chickens like to do with their little beaks. So within pastured, they get their natural feed, they have outdoor access, they have significant space outdoors. So so Vital Farms, who raises the eggs that I love and buy most consistently because they're accessible everywhere and I know a lot about them, they guarantee that each of their chickens has 108 square feet of space and that they have significant, meaningful outdoor access on a daily basis. And they say it better than I do. So I'm just going to read you something from their website real fast. They say, um, pasture-raised eggs are simply the best eggs that you can find. Laid by hens, they get to spend their days outside in fresh pastures, not cooped up in small cages or huddled by the thousands in cage-free barns. The eggs are simply better in every way. They taste better. They look better. They're better for you. And the hens that lay them live happy, healthy lives as close to natural as possible for domesticated animals. So of course, Vital Farms is biased. This is a product that they sell, but I am telling you, they say it better than I do. And I really do believe that I can taste and feel the quality difference of pasture-raised eggs versus cage-free or um, standard eggs. I don't know a better way to say standard. Standard. Um, So that is why I buy pasture-raised eggs. There is some nuance within pasture-raised and I want to touch on that real quick. If you are buying Vital Farms eggs from Whole Foods, you will see a number of options on the shelf. This isn't true everywhere, but you will have many options. And here's some of the distinctions. There is a standard one. So it's just like the black label pasture-raised. They are about $5.99 for a dozen here on the West Coast. Um, There's non-GMO pasture-raised, which I most often find for about $6.99 a dozen. And that means that those eggs got non-GMO feed. So the feed that they were supplemented with, those grains and things that they give them to feed them in addition to the pasture that they're eating on is non-genetically modified ingredients. And then the final one is organic pasture-raised eggs. And that means that those birds are on certified organic pasture. So the grass that they're eating is organic and the feed that they are supplemented with is also organic. Um, those run about $7.99 a dozen nowadays. Although you can certainly find eggs that are like $8.99, $9.99 a dozen from some smaller operations. So I certainly, I would love if you could find pasture-raised locally and you could support your local grower for sure. But because I know many of us are still in the process of making the switch, I think it's sometimes easier to say like, here's a brand that you can know and trust and buy from. In fact, I have even found the Vital Farms Black Label. So that's the not 
non-GMO or organic. I've even found that at Target. And I recently have seen it like a few other places where you might not expect it. So those eggs are available. At Costco, I think the best you're going to get is like organic free range. And like I said, that can still be a better option because they've been given organic feed, but it doesn't have any guarantee about the animal's access to their natural food sources. And it may result in like a different nutritional profile. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition of eggs and how to tell what's the healthiest one and what matters to you. Now, eggs are awesome in my book because they are high quality protein that's also affordable. They have all the amino acids, so they are considered a complete protein. And my favorite thing about them as a mom is that I can get my kids to eat them when they're hard boiled. Like I make a dozen hard boiled legs every week and I put them in my kids' lunch and they love them. So that's a win in my book because sometimes getting protein and healthy fats into their diet can be really challenging and eggs for me are a great way to do that. The whole egg is an important piece of this puzzle. So truth be told, I cannot get my five-year-old to eat the whole egg right now, but I can in baked goods and other things. So he doesn't like the yolk. And that's a bummer because the yolk is actually where much of the nutrition lies. There's certainly nutrition in the egg white, and I'm not going to argue with him about it because that's his thing. And he says, maybe sometime, someday he'll like the yolk. Like he literally says that, but my, um, feeling is that it's best to eat the whole egg because in the yolk, you'll find all of the omega-3s that are in the egg, along with most of the other healthy fats that are available in the egg as well. Now you might be asking yourself the question, I cannot discern whether eggs are healthy or not at this point because there's so much conflicting information. And I think that's true. We often hear about challenges with cholesterol. Um, There's Eggs are very high in cholesterol. And so folks are sometimes advised to avoid eggs if they have high cholesterol themselves. This is where I'm not going to dive too much into detail. I will link to some resources about deciding for yourself what works for you and your family based on your unique health profile and your preferences and priorities. Um, I'll include that in the show notes at cookingwithafullplate.com slash healthiest eggs. All of this to say that if you're listening to this episode, you probably are interested in eating eggs. And so I want to help you make the best decision within that context. Now, why pasture raised eggs? I just want to go back to that for a minute. So all things being equal, of course, hens that are raised with less space, with more um, like processed foods and ingredients are going to be cheaper to raise. And that results in cheaper eggs for us to buy. That's just the reality. It is expensive to give hens 108 square feet of outdoor space and to protect them from predators and all the things that go along with that. So it results in a more expensive egg. And I fully recognize that not everyone can spend $5.99, $6.99, $7.99 on a dozen eggs when you could get other eggs for $2.99. That said, I want to give you a few reasons that I prioritize buying the more expensive eggs. And truthfully, most often I buy the black label Vital Farms eggs because for me, it's the right balance of nutrition, great raising, and price. We're buying like a dozen and a half eggs most weeks. So it it makes a big difference. Like it's expensive, right? I get that. So this is how I made my thought process. I prioritize the pasture raised eggs because um, data tells us that they are actually healthier. So I'm just looking at something from worldshealthiestfoods.com and I will link to this for you guys. But what they say is that uh, pasture-raised eggs are um, 
higher in omega-3s. In fact, they are higher than even some, they're naturally higher than many of the omega-3 eggs, which get more omega-3s from the feed that they're given, things like krill oil and flax and those kinds of things. But hens who are raised on pasture are able to get these natural omega-3s from things like clover and alfalfa. So they more naturally get higher omega-3s without the supplementation of more processed omega-3 boosting ingredients. And they also say that pasture feeding of hens has shown to significantly increase the vitamin E content of the eggs. And I need to look no further. I'm always looking for like visual evidence because I'm not a big science person in terms of like, I'll listen to the data, but then I like to make choices around food based on logical good sense and and tradition as well. And so for me, it's as simple as looking at the brightness of the egg yolk of the eggs to know that you are getting better quality from pasture-raised eggs than you are if you are buying simply cage-free or the cheapest eggs on the shelf. And how do I know that? The egg yolk is bright yellow in pasture-raised eggs. And in fact, I will share a picture of that on Instagram this week, but it'll also be at the show notes that I mentioned before, if you want to take a look at a side-by-side picture of the eggs. For me, this is confirmation of what the data tells us, which is there is more nutrition in the eggs where the hens have been able to eat their natural diet and they're eating less processed foods. So just like we try to eat less processed foods, if we eat animal products that have been given less processed foods, then we get the benefit of higher nutrition in those foods. And eggs are a great example of this. So for me, the reason I buy the pasture-raised ones that are $5.99 instead of the most expensive ones is because I'm not necessarily as worried about organics and those kinds of things as my eggs. I prioritize organics in another in other areas, which is a topic for another day. But I still want to get that improved nutrition that I get from buying pasture-raised eggs. So I, that is the balance that I found when I'm like balancing our grocery budget is I'm going to spend $12 on eggs instead of $16 on eggs every week. And then I'm going to allocate that money to other nutritional upgrades, like buying organic red bell peppers or buying less processed versions of our favorite treats that have like boosts of nutrition. Cause all of this stuff costs money, right? And at the end of the day, we all have a budget that we have to stick to and you have to decide where the priority is for yours. So I told you that I was going to help you decide what are the best eggs to buy for you, given this information about which are healthiest and then what your budget is. And I'm going to take you a little bit through the thought process for me. So for me, we eat a lot of eggs. So I want to provide a nutritional upgrade with those eggs. I want them to be as healthy as possible. I have decided that pasture-raised seems to be the healthiest possible. And so those are the ones that I want to buy for my family. And yet I'm not willing to pay $2 more per carton for the organic because I like to prioritize our organic budget in other areas. That doesn't mean that those are the right priorities for you, but I hope that walking you through my thought process, as well as this information on the healthiest eggs helps you to make a decision that works for you and your family. I encourage you to keep your eyes peeled at all of the egg options and decide what do I feel good about? What tastes best to me? What feels best to me? What looks best to me and makes the most sense to me? And then make your decisions accordingly. And once you have decided whether or not you're going to stick with your current egg buying or whether you're going to make a change, I would love to hear how you decided. So your one action for this week is to take in this information, decide what eggs are going to be the best balance of price and quality for your family? And what are you going to buy going forward? This is one of those cases where if you're the only one who knows how to decide, then the rest of your family can't do the grocery shopping. So decide 
document it and let me know over on Instagram at cooking with a full plate so that I can cheer you on in your egg decision-making automation and the fact that you took in all this information and made the best decision possible for your family. Thanks so much for listening in today. I look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. And just a quick plug, if you have a second, can you pop over to iTunes and leave a review for the podcast? This is super important in helping other people find the podcast. And my goal is to make it easier for as many as people as possible to eat healthy more often. And so you leaving a review and helping more people find this podcast is going to be huge help to me in getting my message out there. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to talking to you next week.